we're soccer across and it's game day. Hello, Lady Ballers. Today in the podcast, we have a very special guest, Darian Jenkins. Darian played at UCLA and is now currently playing on NDSL's Kansas City. Darian's also a mentor for Voice in Sports, which is a platform that brings visibility, power, and inspires female athletes. And we're going to hear more about Voice in Sports today from Darian. We're also being interviewed on their podcast today about our transition from college teammates to entrepreneurs. And you can find the link for that in the description of today's episode. All right, without further ado, let's get started. Enjoy! Thanks for coming on. We would definitely like to hear more about everything that you're doing with the organization. It sounds amazing, and we're so excited to hear more about it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you guys. So how did you get started with it? So Steph actually reached out to me to record a podcast with her to just kind of talk about my journey and whatnot. And she explained um, her mission with Viz and how she got started, and it's exactly what I would want to be a part of you know, during my career and long after. And so I told her I'd love to be a part of it in any way I can, and here I am. That's awesome. For our listeners who don't know what Voice in Sport is or who haven't heard of it, can you uh, give us like a little brief overview of it? Yes. So Voice in Sport is a sport advocacy platform, and it's all original content made by female writers that is paired with um, what we call our Viz experts. And it's all about mind, body, and nutrition. And everything's for our members, which are from the ages of 13 to 22. And it's really just content for them to really empower them and make them feel inspired and have a space that really wants to elevate them. Awesome. So what is your role with them? What do you do? Are you, I see they have a lot of mentors and um, potential for partnerships. So what role did you play within the organization? So I'm a mentor, which we call Viz League members. And they're um, collegiate and pro athletes that go on and host sessions with uh, either a small group of our members or a one-on-one session. And we really just are there to offer guidance and talk about whatever it is that the members and the young girls want to speak about. Um, And yeah, we're really just there to listen, offer advice and guidance and help them in any way, whether it's about nutrition or a game you just played or you know, dealing with mental health, you know, we're there to help every step of the way. So that's part of what I do. And then another part is um, I write articles. So I interview some athletes that are have some really amazing things going on, um, specifically in the NWSL right now. And yeah, I write a little article about them. And I kind of just assist Steph in bringing in more athletes and kind of putting this out there to get more people to join because it's a really amazing platform. Awesome. Is there anyone recently that you interviewed for an article that like sticks out in your mind? I'm emailing a girl named Kaya McCullough tomorrow, and she started a book club. Um, and it's really amazing. She just has a really great story, and she's very into social justice. And this book club is like a very safe space to talk about social justice and kind of the climate of the U.S. and everything that has to do with race, but in like a safe, digestible way, which I think is very refreshing because, you know, I feel like it's easy to kind of go either way with that. So, yes, I'm looking forward to that tomorrow and speaking to her. Oh, that's cool. Are you going to join the book club? Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. I actually have one um, on my team that, um, on my team in the U.S. that I play with. So I'm probably going to join hers too and just. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> so growing up, do you feel like 
you know, did you feel like you ever had a mentor like you are to these young players? So no. And I also, I think that that kind of attributes to, I mean, there's no offense there, but I only had male coaches until I was Mm. in college. And I never thought, you know, it's never really been spoken about to have a mentor, at least in my career, until I turned professional. So yeah, I, that's why Steph Strack, who founded the company, um, she worked at Nike for 15 years and created all of these um, very innovative ways um, for women to have more of a platform there and also was the CEO at Rag and Bone. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so she created this platform and it's really just to help girls feel like they can get a mentor and the importance of it because I feel that would keep girls in sport you know that's mm-hmm. really the mission is to keep girls in sport and create a safe space for that lack of visibility advocacy and support um there was actually an article that came out by the women's sports foundation that said um girls drop out of sport twice as much as yep. when they're 14 years old, which is crazy. We were just talking about this the other day. Um, I read the same article and I, I couldn't believe, I mean, we, we can believe it that this is like an issue with sports, but like even now, so with the pandemic, it must be so hard for these young players to get through the pandemic and find hope in, and we were saying an already complicated process to get recruited to college, like throw the pandemic into the mix. <laughs> Of course, there's like, you know, this is the most important time for these players to be finding mentors and people who inspire them and keep them going. So what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm so honored to be able to just be a part of it because, you know, imagine when we were younger, if we had something like this, I just, it's like exactly what I wish I could give to my younger self and all the advice that I've gained, you know? really cool space just to have that and yeah just give young girls the validation I feel like is so underrated or not really spoken about yeah do you find like there's any subjects that a lot of the girls are asking you to talk more about right now it's a lot more about mental health and you know I feel like that attributes to the pandemic and Mm -hmm. you don't really have access in some places to even go outside and train at a field and there's no real outlet when you're feeling um like mental heaviness so a lot of our sessions have been about that. And, you know, that's, I feel like our main pillar with Biz is the mental health and all of the things that come along with it, because that's really the hardest one to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're paired with all our, we call them our Biz experts, which is registered dietitian, nutritionist, psychologist, um, strength and conditioning coaches. It's pretty amazing. So all of the advice that you're getting and reading and seeing on Biz is coming straight from professionals. And if anyone wants to sign up to become a part of it, they can do it right from the website? Yeah, they just type in voiceinsport.com and join, become a me- apply to become a member, and then you'll get approved and you have access to all of this at your fingertips and can join in on sessions. Awesome. I feel like every like college and every team needs their own little department. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just go and yeah. Because think about it, when we were playing, like, who could we go to besides our coach who a lot of the time is the, the cause or a root of a lot of the stress that we're feeling and things like that. There was, there's never an, an outlet like that, let alone one that could help in so many different areas too. So that's awesome. Yeah. And same, I always found when I was younger, same with my parents, I found it daunting to like get in the car after practice and like oh. think about, Oh my gosh, I had a bad practice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the game. Mom, don't bring up the game. I don't want to talk about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's, 
it's really cool just to have that space where there's going to be no judgment and you'll get to see and speak to athletes you look up to that have been through all of those things. Yeah. And it must feel so good for you. It's like such a fulfilling thing to do. Like you're teaching these players things that you wish you knew and, and could have had access to when you were younger. And we always like, that's literally why us with soccer all probs, we've provided so many like education pro like affordable education programs now with our university side of things because we're like this is the stuff that no one taught us when we were playing and yes. it really it would make your game so much better I mean the mental side is arguably more important than the mm -hmm. physical side you know like it's really, really yeah. crazy yeah 100 percent. yeah are you playing in France right now yes yeah, so I'm on loan in Bordeaux until the first of March so I've got like one more month here yeah. and then you're going to Kansas City Yes, off nice. to Kansas City, off to the Midwest. <laughs> Are you excited to get back and start playing? Yes, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of get settled somewhere. I feel like I've been yeah. bouncing around a lot, so it'll be nice to just go and make someplace like a home for at least a year. Yeah, I mean, it must be nice, though, that you're playing now in France and you're, you know, staying on top of your game. But of course, it's yeah, always nice to have like a home base and be settled, like you were saying. Yeah, no, I'm really fortunate. I think about that every day, like the fact that I'm able to still travel and play mm -hmm. a sport, whereas, you know, right now I'd probably be at home during the off season, like, oh my God, I wish I was somewhere playing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky and fortunate to be here. Did you always know you wanted to play professionally, like in college and high school? Honestly, I don't think I thought about it that much until I got into college and you know, my first year at UCLA, it was like all of the older girls are girls on the national team right now. So it was like, that was kind of my first real experience around like these major athletes who I really wanted to be like. So yeah, that's when I was like, oh yes, I want to go pro. And from there, it's kind of taken off. It's so interesting because we always ask that question, like, did you know you wanted to play professional? And almost everyone's answer is they didn't think it was plausible till they knew and saw someone who was doing the same thing like who made yeah. it seem mm -hmm. a lot of the times when I was like all right we need like you know young kids need the example like to see that it's possible in someone else but it is that question and the consistency and it's answered the almost the same way every time just showing mm -hmm. that you can see your dreams actually happening like that that representation and that seeing that things are plausible matters so much. You don't even realize you can dream certain things until you see it done right in front of your eyes. So it's, yeah. it's, it's so re it's like reassuring every time we ask someone, did you always know you wanted to pray pro? And then they, they had that realization usually in college when they, <laughs> they saw them. It's just, it's so, so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting, but that's why it's so important with the visibility factor, I feel. And, you know, Viz is also a really big ag advocacy company for, like, media coverage and, you know, having an equal platform and talking about Title IX, you know, the things where it's really lagging for female athletes to actually have access to these things and see that it's possible. So, no, it's a really amazing company, along with Soccer Girl Probs, where girls are able to see, listen, and really dive in and be motivated and inspired by these people that are doing what their dreams are and it makes it much more feel much more attainable yeah absolutely 
Definitely. Do you have any role models right now? Yeah. So my, you know what, my assistant coach from UCLA, I would say she's like my role model right now. She's been my mentor. She probably will laugh that I say that, but she really has been my mentor since I was a freshman <laughs> in college. And just like her whole energy and how she handles like, you know, um, like dealing with mental hardships or the pandemic, I feel, you know, it's been really difficult for everybody. And I've always felt she handles things with grace or, you know, something doesn't go her way with soccer or with work. And she's just always like positive and working through it and is always just a guiding light. So right now I would say shout out to Sam Green. She's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. It's always so nice to look at other people and see some things that they do and look up to them and be like, wow, I I love that about this person. Like I need to add more of that into my life and we were discussing with someone we were discussing with someone on a podcast recently saying how like you can have a role model but don't try to be them like Mm -hmm. you have to be you have to be yourself but like there's aspects about them that you can be inspired by and make it your own and be a better person for it yeah exactly and I think it's good to be around people as well or be around, speak to, and look at people, you know, on social media that also do things differently than you and take, like what you said, take little pieces of that and kind of put it to your own game and modify it how it best um, kind of manifests in you. Definitely. What is one of your biggest setbacks that you've experienced and how did you overcome it, whether as an athlete or just a woman in society or anything? My biggest one, so I had a pretty big injury in college. I, um, my senior year, things were going really well for me. Like I'd worked harder than I ever have to kind of go into that year and go into the draft and, you know, help my team win another national championship. And middle of the season, I broke my tibia and compound fractured my, sorry, broke my fibula and compound fractured my tibia. So my tibia came out of my leg. Was it during a game? During, yeah, middle of a game, we were playing at Oregon. Soccer yes. girl probs. Yes, soccer girl probs. Did you slide into someone? No, I was like running down line on the right side to cross the ball. And it was like the speed I was running and the force I put into my leg to stop and cross at the same time just went. Oh my oh. gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you ever watch it back? I couldn't watch it back. But I remember, like, as soon as before I even hit the ground, I was like, I broke my leg. Oh, I feel like you just know. You know when it ha- you know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you broke it. So you broke it. After, yes. after that, like, how was your recovery? Because so many lady mm-hmm. ballers, like, have such horrible injuries like that. And a lot of the time, like, the hardest part of the game is the mental side to get back into yeah. things. So, like, how did you overcome that? So that was my biggest issue was the mental part is I was just like oh my gosh I'm I'm letting my team down like the draft is coming up but like I didn't know I felt like I had my whole identity wrapped up in soccer mm-hmm. which in itself I'm I'm not happy I broke my leg but I'm happy it brought me to this realization that you have to have the separation there mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah which is really important and still sometimes like even today I catch myself like being upset at practice over something and I'm like hey soccer's it's one thing like my whole being isn't attached to that don't ruin my day over something so small but yeah that was the hardest part to get over I actually saw um, a sports psychologist during that time because I just couldn't get out of like 
the negative thoughts running through my mind all day mm-hmm. um, and not being able to contribute or help my team or really be around any brand, anyone because it was a year and a half recovery. But that helped me a lot to just talk to somebody about, you know, how to, like, the importance of journaling and writing things down and really getting those thoughts out of your head and seeing how you're, like, really what you're talking to yourself when you're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's you, really huge. Can you explain what that process is like, finding and beginning to talk to a sports psychologist? Because I feel like I, I've personally never had experience with that. We didn't ever have that resource at Fairfield, but I think a lot of people like it's this the hurdle of like, all right, that's unknown territory, and I have literally have no idea what it's going to be like. Can you like just explain? You don't have, obviously have to go into to depth of it, but like, how did you find someone? Did you like them right off the bat? Mm-hmm. Like, how does so, that work? Yeah, um, I actually <laughs> I'm quite quiet. Like when I'm upset, I just get quiet, and that's obviously not very healthy and so I was taught like I was so tired of people being like oh you have to talk you have to talk but it you know it's people in the soccer world that are saying this and I don't want to have to I don't want them to have this image of me as being this sounds bad but weak or (laughs) you know not having everything together so I actually went and found one on my own through UCLA and the first woman I spoke to I just didn't like my session with her (laughs) we just didn't we just didn't click sorry what'd you say yeah that's that's gonna happen a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. that's an important step for you to realize when you're not clicking with someone and then so did you stay with her did you switch to someone else yeah so I ended up switching to someone else after that but you're right it is important because I feel a lot of people try to stick with somebody that you just vibrations don't cross and that's okay Mm -hmm. but my second one She's amazing, and yeah, it felt more so just like a conversation, and it was so refreshing, and at every session, I felt like I was gaining a tool to help me not only during this injury, but also after while I was going to go back and start playing and training and dealing with not feeling 100% for a while, Um, and I still do things today that I've learned from those sessions, and I keep in contact with her, but yeah, it was really important for me, and definitely vital to kind of start feeling like myself again and yeah I'm lucky I had that tool at my disposal as well at my at the school I went to I love that so like lady ballers need to not be scared it's like that simple and it literally like if you don't vibe with someone then you stop yeah I always yeah. tell people that they can shop around for doctors yeah. yes it, it's really true <clears throat> and I also wanted to just t- touch on the part where you just said like you felt like you didn't want to talk about your injury because it was a sign of weakness Mm -hmm. like that is a huge thing that every single player deals with it's like you get injured and then all of a sudden you don't matter that's how you feel yeah there's like a mark on your like cage when people are looking at you like oh but she has this injury I don't know if we we take her like I don't I was so scared of that being like a stigma whenever I would go to a new team or enter the draft or something like that. But yeah, it's so funny because it's just such a, it's a temporary thing that we like think is the end of the world because first of all, it is your job when Mm -hmm. you're playing. So we can't even imagine how you have felt, but like for young players who get injured and then maybe they lose their starting spot, like they just feel tossed to the side and I can only imagine the mental toll it takes on them. But it's important for us to just, not get in our own heads it's yeah. easier said than done but yeah <laughs> but how, so how are you getting back on the field were you 
like apprehensive when you first stepped back on after the injury or were you just like ready to go like no fear I was actually like ready to go like please let me sprint today please let me try to tackle but my body was not prepared for it <laughs> just you know when you come back from playing after like a month and you feel like you're you were gonna trap a ball so well and it like bounces and almost hits you back in the face and you're like yeah. I don't even know how I did that I felt that way for probably four months mm -hmm. but it was I feel a really big thing this is something I learned with my therapist that I still do today is to write down your little victories you have every day mm -hmm. and then before you go to train the next day or when you wake up go back and remind yourself okay this is where I was I can at least do this again today and hopefully build on that so that's kind of how I got myself through it mentally and yeah I'm lucky I had a really good support system around me too because that's vital yeah focusing Absolutely. on the positives yes that's <laughs> what it's all about <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Having a bone jamming out of your leg. Professional <laughs> player bouncing from France to coming to the U.S. Yeah. You got over all of that stuff. That's just such, such, such an awesome example, you know, yeah. for, for us. It feels like the end of the world when you get injured. It literally <laughs> does. What is, like, a lot of play ballers um, and listeners want to play professionally, so what does it take to be a pro? I feel like this sounds so cliche, but hard work will beat talent. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there grinding every day and doing your absolute best and giving 110%, you will do it. And just honestly believing in yourself to do it because confidence is such an underrated factor that comes with every aspect of your game. So you know what? Have that positive self-talk and that swagger when you're on the field. Know what you can bring and show up and put the work rate out and you will get there. I love that. Keep showing up and, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and leave it all on the field. I feel like that's always something I took away from when a coach would say that, like, leave the field being happy with mm -hmm. what you did. Like, work yeah. your hardest. And think mm -hmm. about it like one practice, one game at a time. Yes, exactly. Love that. So thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Where could our followers find you in Voice and Sport? Yes, so if you go to Voice and Sport and look at Viz League, you should find me there. Free? Yeah. Or is there, like, a membership fee? Yes, yeah, so right now it is free. So if you go on and make your profile and become a league, uh, league member, it is free to join on the mentoring sessions and you get all of the content wow. articles for free. That's amazing. I'll sign up. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Oh, and we'll have to get your address um, for when you're back in Kansas so we can send you some gear and stuff before the podcast comes out. Speaking of, are we all wearing the same sweatshirt? Yes, we are. <laughs> That's why I've been leaning forward so much. <laughs> that has never happened yet. So no. this is history <laughs> happening. I love that. Thanks so much. You guys, I used to fangirl. Me and my club teammates would be, our, my younger self would be dying right now. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> we would That's be so crying, cool. laughing at the soccer props. I'm pretty sure if you went way back in your DMs, I probably sent you some Twitter DMs. <laughs> That's amazing. We, we love that. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah, of course. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. You guys too.